Welcome to the Mama Outspoken Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jill. And I'm your other co-host, Bobby. Welcome back. And we are talking about communication today. Yeah. Last episode, we left off not communicating well. Jill was communicating. (laughs) I am notorious for cutting him off and not letting him talk. So, peaks and valleys for this week. You get to go first, babe. To peak. Or you want to do your valley first? Um, I'll do the valley first. So I have no. There's even though I don't put him down for nap times a lot. Every time I have been able to, he usually goes down. I mean, there's been a couple times where he doesn't, but I don't think so. Well, no, like, he doesn't go down, like, he doesn't go down, like... Right away. Like, not, like, right away, but, like, it, he takes almost the 15 okay. minutes, like... But he does that with me, too. Our so. sleep training stuff, so... Yeah. But that's fine. I mean, he... And I've been able... Well, this was months ago where I was able to actually have him fall asleep in my arms, but he wasn't a toddler at that point. But anyway... um. With Jill going away now, even when she's here, I cannot put him down to bed. Doesn't want me. Jill leaves me in the room with him, and he goes right to the door and cries. I try to give him his bottle. Nothing works. Try to toys, everything. Nothing works. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does when Jill's not here. Um... But the only bright side that I can look at is that he won't know that he won't see her leave. So I'm hoping that that is an advantage, is an advantage where after his second nap, Jill's not here. He hasn't seen her after his second nap. So he's going to think, okay, it's daddy. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe I'll be able to put him to sleep after dinner and bath time and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. I think the first night will be tough, but I think you'll get the hang of it. You'll both get the hang of it by the second I'm time. not worried about it. It's just I'm kind of more worried about him just nonstop. Yeah. And if he if he will actually go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that like that's my biggest concern. Like he actually go to sleep. I'm sure he will. Eventually. You're going to be crying a lot. So. Well, what's your peak, babe? So, all right. So on the other hand, this little monster knows how to onto the couch and down off the couch all by himself. And very well. Yes, very well. Like, <laughs> Too we, good. <laughs> we have, so we have a couch and it's not like a normal couch. And that sounds weird saying, but it's very deep. Yeah, yeah. it's the seat, seats are very deep. Yeah, so he runs on the couch, and yeah, we get afraid where we think he's gonna fall off. And because I mean, any parent would, because there's no fucking guards, right? Like, there's no barriers, like he's got the back, the back piece of the, the couch. Well, no, he's got the the what's the cushion the cushions but like not no the um 
What you lean back on, I know it's cushions, but you sit on cushions too, so don't say that. Anyway. So he has that wall of cushions that you lean your back onto, and he's fine with those. When he gets close to the edge, which it's hard to get to because it's a deep couch, he really just runs on the couch back and forth, plays with the dog when she's on it. But the fact that he actually goes on his stomach and crawls backwards just to get down from the couch. Yeah, we taught him the right way. Really amazing. Like he does it the right way. Yeah, but like and it's so cool that how he gets up, he'll use whoever's sitting on the couch, he'll use you for leverage. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's pretty cool for a toddler. Like I get at his age it's just like amazing that he knows what to do. You know, today he wasn't even using any help. He just I was like looking at him all of a sudden he was up. I'm like, how did you even get up here? Like I watched you. How did I miss that? Like he's just so quick now, swings one leg up and pulls himself right up. I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> I feel like that's a peak because like it's a development. Like yeah. it's it's a something to celebrate. Definitely. Thank you for sharing. You're um what you, what was your valley? Oh my god. Peak? No, my valley. Oh no. My armpit. They smell so freaking bad, man. <laughs> I so thought mine. I thought my armpit smelled bad while I was breastfeeding. Well, yeah, <laughs> now that I'm no longer breastfeeding and my hormones have kind of like balanced out, <laughs> something is off. I know your something armpits. is very off, and I hate it. I cannot stand my own smell, and I'm trying to be more conscious of what kind of deodorant I use. So I have like this sugar deodorant. And it's not cutting it, and I really don't want to do anything else. But I did order this new—I uh, forget what they call it—but it's a, a non-odorant or something. I don't remember. Whatever. So we're gonna try that out when it finally gets here, and I'll keep you posted on how we like it. But I stink even when I freaking shower because I shower and I smell myself. I'm like I lather up, I scrub, I use the loofah. I like almost Ooh. tempted to use a pumice stone to try and like exfoliate whatever's Scratch under there and get rid of it, and it just. In the shower with the soap on, I can still smell it. It's disgusting. I cannot stand it. And my next gynecology appointment is not until the end of September. So I have to go a whole nother month with this stench. <laughs> I hate it so much. Oh, but I actually have two valleys. I, I feel like a complete failure lately. Like, I'm not given Mama Outspoken the care it needs. And the attention it needs. And we're both concerned that finances are an issue and it's not bringing in the revenue we were looking to have it bring in between that and the VA business that I still run. Um, and it just, you run it for nothing. I feel like I'm failing our family and it stinks that that's how I feel. Um, it stinks more. That my armpits, my armpits don't stink more for sure. But I, I know there's going to be these seasons where I have difficulties getting uh, motivated to do the work and put an effort in. It's like, yeah, I'm not motivated to go to my job. <laughs> I'm not. Just don't go. So, I do. I, but there's other reasons for that. I know. I still try to show up every day and do a little bit of work here and there when I can. And I wish I could I do that. Do. That'd be awesome. Um, show up whatever day I wanted to, whatever I hours. That'd and be I, nice. I'd like to say if I had daycare or a helper, like I'd get more done, but I don't know if I would. Why? 
I think I would. If I had Declan taken care of for a solid four or five hours by somebody that would not call me to come pick him up, I think I'd get more work done. Two or three days mm-hmm. a week. Anyway, it's beer time. I'm going to go first because you're always going first. With beer. Fine. You go first. So, to this episode, I am drinking Black Project Spontaneous and Wild Ales. Now, I think Black Project is the, yes, Black Project is the brewery from Denver, Colorado. And this beer is called Cryptic. It is a sour ale with blackberry and blueberry. And they did it. Um, spontaneous fermentation. Wild Ales. Some of my favorite, like I said last week. Babe, what are you drinking? I am drinking Relax Your Mind. It's a double IPA from Monkish Brewing out in California. It's a double IPA with Galaxy, Nelson Savon, and Simcoe Hops. Nice. Okay. Nice beer break. Back into our conversation, and we are talking about communication. So. Bobby and I have different styles of communication. Yes. We have different styles of love language. We to subtract. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so communication. I love to talk, but I also have a habit of talking over. Yes, and you do. <laughs> it's a very bad habit, and also controlling the conversation. Mm-hmm. Bobby, on the other hand, does not like to communicate, nope. and does not like conflict while communicating uh, yeah that's a thing now and will clam up instantly shut down, shut down yep. and abandon abort mission the second he feels that he is being threatened with conflict yep that's accurate so how does that work in our relationship and being parents it does um, not <laughs> it does and it doesn't it really does not so we have sometimes it does. Sometimes it we've doesn't. we've really we've really worked on our communication since becoming parents and even just in our marriage in general. Um before we got married it was kinda whatever. And I think once we got married we kinda started figuring things out. It's still whatever, now it's just more serious. Yeah. And <laughs> part of our um prenatal class with the nesting place was one of the classes was actually on relationships and communication. So we learned that whole thing where you're supposed to use the I feel this way or I feel that I like I feel fuck this thing. Where it's still you're getting your feelings across and it's validated but you're not actually accusing of the person for doing it. It's just the way that it Sorry, I'm not about that. But it has worked for us to communicate that well. We have had conversations where we say, I feel this and this is whatever. Yeah, but that's talking it out. Yes, but, but we've you're used not, those we have, but words because let me be clear about, about this. We said those words because it actually helped us, not because we actually went to any therapist or anything. But we didn't we start- worked it out by ourselves. We never went to any any outside source I to work it out. I never said we did. So I want to be clear on that because you don't always have to go to a shrink or some outside source. And I'm not saying that it's for everybody. I just, honestly, I've always been kind of against going to outside sources for problems that you could fix 
between yourselves. And nobody knows your relationship better than the two people that are in it. Yes. And this brings up my first point. My question for you, Bobby, is since you clam up at any instance of confrontation or conflict. Oh, hell yeah. How can we resolve any issues that we have if it brings up conflicting ideas or conversation? The, the issues that we resolve will resolve, but the issues that I clam up about aren't issues that we need to resolve right away, or they're not that important. But what if they are to me? Like what? I don't know. I'm just saying. Don't fight me on it. <laughs> That's how I will not climb up if you don't fight me on it. I think there is two instances that we had some of the best conversations, best communication between us. Um, one was right in the kitchen where we had a very nice, healthy conversation. This was before baby. I think before Declan. We had a really good conversation, you and I, one time. And we used the whole I feel and... This makes me feel that way, and I don't want to talk to a shrink. Whatever, I did this and whatever, blah you blah sound blah. Sound like a shrink. Okay, I'm not trying to be a shrink, but we use those terms, and it worked out for us pretty well that yeah. conversation. But like I said before, we I'm, did it without any help. You're right. We did it between us. We did, and we learned these things from the nesting place and our prenatal class. And that's all I said before. The second conversation was the unfortunate circumstance that we had. A few months ago where I left for a night and, and we communicated very well with that because it was an issue I wrote down what was bothering me on a paper where I did not have to confront you with that act with accusations or a tone of voice that would make you retaliate and you were able to not about the tone of voice that makes you retaliate there's certain things that I just don't want to talk about well, you were able to read through it, and we had a very adult conversation. Yes, but there was also about it. There was the things on the list weren't things that would make me want to not talk to you about. But if I had said those things in person to you, do you think you still would have reacted the same way you did? No, only because your tone yeah, of voice, your tone of voice, and the way you you just seem angry. I was angry. I understand that, but I'm, I'm not taking am <laughs> not taking away the anger that you had about the situation i understand that i'm just saying that your anger shows differently when you say it rather than when you write on a piece of paper so with that being said yes i was telling you before too about this but um there is different ways of communicating well with your partner and i recently saw on instagram or tiktok i don't remember which one uh, but somebody was talking about how they decided that they needed to communicate with their partner because of a similar issue with their partner that at every feeling of conflict or accusation, they clammed up and did not speak and they were un unable to communicate well. So the, mad about it. so the partner asked, what would be an easier way for you to communicate because this is something that we need to discuss. That's just a way They were able to say, well, you know, I would feel more comfortable talking to you in this form. Mm -hmm. And they did, and they were able to discuss whatever they needed to discuss in a much better and more adult way than I fighting. I don't believe that because. That's fine. I'm not asking what you believe in. 
I'm trying to say that there are different ways that people can communicate with each other. Understandable. You and I have different ways of communicating with each other than other people do. Mm -hmm. We've used two different ways now where we use the whole I feel thing and that worked for us in one instance. And then we also used paper and pen and spoke to each other from a distance on the phone instead of in person. Mm -hmm. And those two ways actually worked for us in those two different instances. I don't know if something else happens, how we would discuss it or get through it. Cause I know we just had a recent conversation about an issue and we were unable to finish the discussion because there was a heated conversation and we decided to stop it. I didn't want to talk about it. So we stopped it where it was. So we did not get upset with each other any more than we already were heated and moved on to something else completely. And sometimes that might just need to happen, but then you will have to revisit it. So I might as well just get the freak over. And moving on to my next part of this is um, checking in during the day with each other was the most helpful form of communication throughout the first six months of my postpartum period when I was struggling the most. Um, very early on, I asked, I told Bobby that I, I was struggling very, very hard and I needed him to check in with me throughout the day to make sure that I was still alive. The baby was still alive because it was, it was tough for me to get through the day. And you were fan freaking fantastic with that. I think you what texted me twice a day to check in with me. How are you feeling? Is everything okay? How are you doing? And it was all by text message and your job allowed you to be able to have that freedom to text me throughout the day. I know not everybody's going to be able to have that freedom, but we luckily did have it. And you were so good about it. You for, I don't know, for six straight months, you texted me twice a day when you were at work. Like I was, you were going through your own things and you yeah. wouldn't really talk to me about it. Um, it was hard and you helped me through that so much. Um, I think that was some of the best communication that we had during those months was being able to talk that way and knowing that you stuck with it to make sure I was okay was probably the best feeling. Um, so that is my suggestion. If you were on Bobby's side where you don't want to go see somebody to help you talk things out with your partner, um, you don't have to. There's ways that you can see what works best for your style of communication so that way you can communicate well together. Uh, It doesn't have to be the same way every time either. Just like we haven't done the same styles for any of our big discussions that we have. you also have a choice of what you want to do. Like, nobody's forcing you to talk about anything you don't want to talk about. But it does help. I'm not saying like you need to go see a shrink or see a marriage counselor. Just saying like if you're not about those things, it's easier just to talk with your, your spouse or a significant other than it is just to like – Oh, I'm not going to do that. So I'm just going to sit here in silence. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know I mean, like, um, and, and there's other ways of talking things out. Like one thing that I thought about was doing like a video of 
myself and how I feel about things and I'm giving it to you. So you at least see me talking about the emotions. Um, That's different though. Like you're, if you did that when we had our indiscretions, I feel like that would have made me more pissed. And so the way I wrote everything out. Yeah, only because your emotions are your emotions, but they're not in front of me. Mm-hmm. But if you write it down, at least I could think about without you being like, without you being like right in front of me, I could think about what I need to say and yeah. what is actually happening so. instead of going back and forth arguing with each other. Right. And I feel like that's, I feel like that's a lot of people though. It definitely is. Because if you like, the communication, everybody says communication is key, and it is, but it's not always verbal, and it's not always handwritten, and it's not always a certain way. It's however you feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, so your takeaway from this, this, discuss, communicate with your partner, your form of communication that works best for you, and compromise on it. But don't don't be scared. Don't be scared to try other forms of communication like don't limit yourself yeah to that one specific type maybe yeah, you don't need to you don't need to talk to you you do have to talk to your spouse significant other about it but it's kind of like like if, if it's more using its way in I yeah guess. so like if it's a more heated conversation maybe you both write your sides out and read each other's sides yes yeah, and if it's like something that. that's not going to be heated where you can actually like it's just just Discussion, but something important that you discuss yeah, it's, could it's, be talked about in person. It doesn't always need to be a fucking fight about it. Nobody's saying it has to be, especially when you use the I feel statement. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, we have a lot of work still left to do with yeah. each other. <laughs> so don't take I feel We're like not therapists. I feel like you're not being accurate right now. <laughs> we just know what's been working for us and what we can suggest to other people because. We're real. We're real awful to each other. <laughs> I feel like you should stop. <laughs> I'm ending this episode. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining again. us, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next week.